Hello, and welcome to So You Own a VW Bus, the podcast fueled by the stories of VW bus and Vanagon owners across North America. I'm Miracle. And I'm Ryan. We caught up with Andrea Boker and Peter Kreiker, a couple of soft-spoken, hardcore adventurers in their old North Toronto backyard. They own a very magnificent 1982 Matador Orange diesel Vanagon Westie named Babe. The couple who owned her, I think they had her for about 10 years before they sold her, um, wanted to have a child. And she was their child until they were pregnant. And they sold her because they were about to have a baby. For about, I'm going to say eight years, nine years, um, my job was to travel around North America covering bicycle races as a sports journalist, um, photographing bike races. And she was my office. So, um, Mont Saint Anne is one of the mountain biking meccas in North America. It's the only place that's had mountain bike um, world level events for over 30 years now. Um, from there, I would often go down into Vermont and spend a little bit of time there on my way to the next bike race down in uh, Wyndham or head to. Fayetteville, Arkansas, or down to uh, Richmond, Virginia. Um, so all kinds of bike races. So what what's it like working out of a VW for an office? It was a bit of a challenge. Um, power being one of the things, um, connectivity being another, um, but being able to just show up at an event pop the top, have a beer, and go, okay, my office is ready. That rocks. Just absolutely rocks. So, uh, I didn't notice, but I'm going to assume that your Vanagon uh, has a bike rack on it. Room for three, and we've taken bikes pretty much everywhere. Uh, whenever I would go to a bike race, I'd bring a mountain bike with me just so that I could enjoy having some fun. Because um, it would typically be a few days of hard work covering the the event and then the next event would be a week or two weeks later and i'd have time to go explore wherever i wanted to and i'd love to do that on a bike i love the mountain bike it's one of my favorite things i think one of our biggest regrets on this 49 state tour is not rigging up our bus addy with some sort of bike wreck i had to ask peter where some of his favorite places to bike were and what adventures he had involving both his mountain bike and babe Pisgah, down in North Carolina. Uh, It's a place we used to go for a few years every spring to go for a week camping trip and cycling trip in the area. Beautiful, beautiful trails. I'm not sure if you've mountain biked there, but absolute blast. Until you do something wrong. And I, it was 2013, I know that. It was a long day and I was a little bit tired and I got careless. And I hit a rock, and instead of falling against the side of the mountain, I fell 20 feet down the mountain, and I broke my neck. You've probably noticed that Peter is fairly soft-spoken at this point. He's a calm dude, for sure. But the next revelation takes his wherewithal, and the wherewithal of his wife, Andrea, to the next level. So when, when Peter wiped out... Um, like we were a little bit in shock and some, some cyclists came along to kind of like pick us up. So, you know, did some preliminary assessment of Peter's injuries and grabbed his bike and did all this stuff. 
And then the first thing we did was we actually started to ride out because we were that we were the stupid people who thought, well, I can move all my fingers and move all my extremities, so it's okay. I'm just really beat up. And so we rode out a little bit, and that was no good. So then we walked out the rest of the way. And then, but yeah, Peter was good to drive. He felt okay to drive, probably because the adrenaline was like masking the pain at that point. And, um, but yeah, it was a bumpy road. And when we think back to the number of times Peter got bumped around, like it's insane, you know, because, but we didn't know how badly injured he was at that point. And it was the, which vertebrae was, it was like vertebrae right up in your, right up top. So, um, and they were like not cracked, they were fractured, but it was bad enough to require the, the halo. But we made it home, and then Peter went to see his neurologist, who sent him directly to the ER at uh, Sunnybrook because he had an actual fracture, and he wore a halo for the next three um, three months. So it was a pretty serious injury, <laughs> and I can, I still remember like getting out of. So first, we got a parking ticket from where we had parked to get to the mountain biking because we had parked in the horse parking, like the horse people parking rather than the mountain bike people parking. So we had a parking ticket, and then also it was a very bumpy road. And when I think of Peter driving down that bumpy road, because he was still probably a little bit in adrenaline mode, so he was still capable of driving. And driving down that bumpy road and then driving through Brevard and figuring out where the hospital was and it was the Transylvania Regional Hospital because it's Transylvania County down there and uh, and then them saying we're getting you to Asheville and strapping him to a board and then suddenly I'm responsible for all of Babe's movements <laughs> including going back to the campground to pick up our stuff and anyway it was uh, it was crazy and, you know, nothing says long-term relationship like being handed a screwdriver by the nurse at the, um, at the Halo Clinic. And would you like to take the screws out of your husband's <laughs> skull? Yeah, that was, that was pretty far out. I, I don't know what you know about a Halo, but it's four titanium bolts screwed into your head and a, a brace that just immobilizes you. So I actually spent three months with a wrench taped to my chest. So if anybody needed to undo it, they could. It's a pretty wild experience. Holy cow, man. That's wild to say the least. This might be a good time to remind everybody to wear their helmets when biking. Okay, so if you want to see more of Peter's nonstop action pack, living on the edge lifestyle, where should you go? If they want to follow me on Instagram, they should check out Kriker Crust because I started baking sourdough bread. Awesome. <laughs> so like everybody else during COVID, you took up baking bread. Guilty. <laughs> yep. Uh, my, my, my neighbors love me. I've, I've been baking, not in the summer heat, but uh, a dozen loaves a week and sharing the wealth. I haven't figured out how to do it in the van again yet, though. 
Well, Peter, we hope that you find a way to turn that Vanagon into a breadwinner for you and Andrea. And really, folks, if you want to see some artisanal sourdoughs, follow Kriker Crust. That's Kriker spelled K-R-A-I-K-E-R and then the word crust. And you can follow us on Instagram at On the Road with Addie. Read more about us, our 49-state road trip, and our good friends at the Jan Machowski Foundation who have helped make this venture possible by visiting ontheroadwithaddie.com. Addie is spelled A-D-I-E. And I'm really hungry for some sourdough. Until next time, everyone. 